Hey, podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast, where we believe building a business is the ideal way to create more freedom and opportunity for you, your family, and those around you. Today, I am joined, as is per the usual, by my captain, my co-host, a man whose tweets are auto-tagged Tiger Blood. Welcome to the program, Ian. If you stick around at the end of the episode, we'll share with you the most painless way to book flights, travel the world, and one app that gets professional-looking photography out of your smartphone. A quick news items. Number one, we're up to episode number 57. Can you believe we've done 57 episodes? Yeah, buddy, and we are doing the 57th episode from Florida. We're sitting out here by the pool, outdoors, so you might hear a couple birds. No, we're not in the Philippines. We're in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, Florida's been pretty awesome. I think we're actually sitting only a few miles from where Tiger Woods crashed his car. Yeah, that's right. We just learned that last night. (laughs) All right, guys. One other news item is that Ian and I are getting really bullish about Twitter. Just enjoying Twitter a lot more lately. Uh, Enjoying hanging out. So follow us at anything Ian at Tropical MBA. I'm heading off to the Philippines in just a few short days. So we've got a lot of things to get accomplished before I get on that plane. One of them is this podcast. So why don't we just get moving on? We've got a bunch of shouts. First things first, Ian. We put our first 100 episodes on sale for the nice internet marketing price of 97 bucks. And a lot of people have bought it so far. Thanks to everybody for supporting supporting the show that's helping us to pay our full-time editor we really appreciate that also shouts to everybody who submitted their photo for the who wear mem section on our website that we talked about a few episodes back we've got photos from tim conley in the netherlands we've got photos from david berger in nowheresville thailand we've got a photo from phil overlooking the beautiful hong kong skyline and we've got a photo from mark in barcelona listening to our podcast as he's walking through a beautiful plaza so go check out the who wear section on our website and check out where the listeners are listening to the podcast way too cool this is so cool i hope this turns into something big yeah i just hope a lot of people send their photos it's so exciting to see this stuff i mean absolutely cool uh thanks for the itunes review from larry at the nichethinktank.com larry says ian and dan are no fluff they are the real deal i've actually met them in real life and so larry confirms it if you haven't listened to them you are leaving money on the table booyah thanks to emily wapnick from puttylike.com who just started a podcast and who thinks that we are somewhat of an inspiration appreciate all the uh, kind words, Emily. All right, so why do you say, Ian, we just move right on to the meat and potatoes? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a little bit to talk about. The case against flying solo. Solopreneurship or having sort of a blog-based business that you run from your home and make money on the side or a home-based business or all this stuff that's out there in the blogosphere. I feel like it's over represented. When people start to imagine what their successful business might look like, too often they think that they're going to be going it alone. I believe that you're much more likely to have success if you're focused on building an organization and building a team, but we also see a lot of advantages to going that route over the solopreneurship route. I think that blogging and social media lends itself to people who are going it solo for a lot of reasons. One, and this is the one not a lot of people talk about, Ian, is faking it till you make it. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm not the smartest guy out there, but I'm seeing a lot of faking it till you make it out there on the internet. Grow your business, do this, do that. I'm doing all this stuff, but I don't have a business yet. But if you believe me, I might have a business in six months. (laughs) And that's cool. I'm not trying to be a hater or anything like that. 
hey, I think people that don't have a business can definitely provide huge value to people that do have a business, whether it's through a certain kind of advice about this or that. I mean, that's what freelancing is all about. That's what having an inspirational blog is all about. You name it. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can benefit entrepreneurs. But what I'm trying to say is that you're seeing so much of this, like going it alone out there. And I don't think that's the best way to succeed. And I think you're leaving so many cool things on the table if you were to go out and build a team. We're starting to see serious advantages from having about 10 people on our team that we didn't even think were possible when we had just me and you banging around. So it's like things start to get real interesting real quick when you got people on the payroll. We are trying to say this is a way to do it. So everybody out there is talking about how cool it is just to have your laptop and make money. Autopilot coming right into your, and they're hoping that they'll make money eventually on autopilot by telling other people that you're going to make money on autopilot. Let's talk about what they're not talking about. Let's talk about what those solopreneurs are leaving on the table. One quick note I want to make about the term solopreneur and solopreneurs. The solopreneurs out there that are really crushing it, the biggest path to success is having an incredible expertise. If you want to be a solopreneur, you really got to be honest with yourself. Like I look at Rob Walling, for example, he's a talented developer. There's a lot of people who are database engineers or world leading experts on a particular set of information. This is really the path to solopreneurship. It's not, I'm just an average guy who's kind of out there being average. It's not going to work. You got to be exceptional. And the best way to be exceptional in terms of business is that technical skill set. But that aside, let's talk about how average Joes like me and you, Ian, can build a team and really see a lot of advantages from that. So let's talk about how you can build a lifestyle business. A lot of people think, oh, lifestyle business, I can't have an employee that's going to be annoying. Eh, exact opposite. Having employees gives you that true ability to have the four hour work week, which we don't have to go to work next month. We could absolutely not show up. And because we've trained a team to run our business for us, they will in fact run the business. Yeah, our revenues have probably dropped slightly, but we've got some rivers of cash flow set up and the business is going to run itself without us there. We're going to talk about five benefits to building a team instead of going the solo route. And then we'll talk about three ways that we believe you can bootstrap employees or get people involved quick. And then we'll talk about some general thoughts at the end about hiring and our experience doing so. The first thing is as a lifestyle business owner, you want to have a big platform to get things done in life. If you're a lifestyle business owner, you want your business to enable your dreams, your biggest desires, your desire to see things happen in the world. Say, for example, you want to start a charity or say you want to travel around the world or say you want to develop a new product and put it to the market. Having a team of people that are working to create your vision is all about having a platform. And it's incredible the kinds of things you can get done when you've developed a culture, you've disseminated amongst a team and you have them all working towards your vision. That to me is the fastest and most effective way to manifest the lifestyle that you're looking to create through your business. Right. The, the counter to this as well, Dan, you know, having a big audience like a blogger, a solo blogger might create is just as powerful as developing a team. There's a big difference between owning simply the message, which is what a blogger would own, and owning the work. So if you've got five or 10 people building out products, services, ideals, platforms that you own, that's an incredible power too. I totally believe in the power of audience, and I think that that's important, but I also believe in the power of owning the platform. And unfortunately, when going it alone, generally you're not talking about a huge, huge platform. So the second reason that you don't wanna go it alone is that it's more fun to have a team. It absolutely is more fun. Yeah, buddy. You and I working together is probably the most fun I've ever had. But having guys around you is super fun too because they get to enjoy some of the success that you have and they also get to enjoy working with other people. And you're basically building opportunities for people by bringing them into your organization. You're letting people 
people see what you're up to, you're training them, you're teaching them, it becomes a great thing for a lot of people, not just yourself. It's an incredible opportunity for personal growth too, because in order to keep people inspired, which is your job, you've got to develop these things that do inspire them. You've got to make sure that your business is remarkable. You've got to make sure it's interesting. You've got to make sure that it speaks to them directly. Hey, we just got back from a conference this week and we brought our right-hand man and we had a ton of fun. I mean, we were going out every night, having nice dinners, talking business, having a little drink here and there, but it was a lot of fun. That's not something that you can do by yourself. I don't have a lot of fun when I'm by myself. All right, absolutely. The next point here is you don't have the opportunity to participate in as many opportunities when you don't have a team presenting them to you. It's also an issue of frontage. It's almost like having a big storefront. When you're a solopreneur, you've got a very narrow little storefront. You're like that narrow little walkway that people have to go up to the stairs to get to your office. But when you've got a team, it's like owning the whole downstairs of the condo complex and you've got big glass walls. There's so much opportunity coming through a wide variety of people on your team. This is my favorite point. I think about it in terms of product development. When we first started out, we had a couple products that we wanted to develop. Now we have several products that we want to develop. And I was the only designer at the time that we started out. So it was like whatever I could pump out was what we were going to be participating in. Well, now there's so many different opportunities, even opportunities I can't execute on personally that we're going to execute on this year. And that's really exciting because it's turned from one guy designing products to many guys designing many different products and opportunities. And that's something that you can't do by yourself. I mean, I basically have to stop what I'm doing to do something else. When you have a team, you don't have to stop anything. Everybody just gets on it and we do everything that we want to do. And this totally leads to our fifth and final point in this section, which I believe is the biggest, most hurtful fallacy in the lifestyle business niche, which is that people think that employees are fundamentally a pain in the butt. This is sort of the standard idea about employees like, oh man, what we're trying to say is no, no, engage it. It's tons of fun. But also people assume that having employees will bring them less freedom because they have to have all this responsibility of controlling an employer or whatever. This is one of those situations where when you accept more responsibility, you actually get more freedom out of it. I firmly believe, I don't know a single solo blogger that can say this, I can disappear. I can disappear for four weeks. He has folks, he has. And the business will continue on and make me money and pay me money. It's absolutely true. I was so happy to reply to someone that commented on one of our blogs a few weeks back and said, you know, how much do you really need to work? And you know, my honest answer is Ian, zero. It's absolutely true. I'm not jerking anybody's chain. I'm not trying to like put out some huge grand lifestyle out there. I've spent three and a half years building an organization that is in my DNA. It's in my footprint. And I don't need to sit there and watch it all day long. There's passionate people who believe in the vision of the company who will run the thing and they do. It's important to understand though, when we first started out, we had to bang at this every day. And now we don't have to bang at it every day. And it kind of runs itself. And that's only because we've turned it into a corporation from solo banging out. It's very different than where we came from, but we had this vision from the beginning. You and I didn't want to be doing the work three to five years from now. We want to have other people executing on our ideas because that was really the valuable part for us is to have these ideas that we knew we could execute on. Now we can just have the good ideas and have other people execute on us because we're not always the best guys to do the executing, right? Maybe a little flaky, always have too many ideas. We need people that can help us execute on our ideas. And I think that's really important as a CEO to understand. And it also contributes to a little bonus point I'll sneak right in here, which is we're hinting at this whole idea of transferability. You get good at communicating your vision and your ideas onto third parties, like your employees or your partners or your investors or whatever. You absolutely will be creating something that's more valuable to other people if it's not just constantly what you want every day of the week. And so we're creating something 
something that's saleable at a larger scale that could benefit a larger corporation. Implied in all of this is the opportunity to make more money, create more value for more people in the long run. This idea of inspiring others, creating ideas that are transferable and valuable to other organizations and people. Boom, that's what this is all about. That's where you get that feeling of in the flow, that feeling of connectedness. You tap into that, man. And yeah, you can get that four-hour work week. Absolutely. This weekend, we were hanging out at a conference, man, hanging out with some big ballers, all these guys. They're owning privately owned 20 to $100 million companies. You think these guys are lifestyle business guys? Heck yeah, they are. They don't have a board. They don't have a corporation. They're wearing sweet Italian shirts that I'm jealous of. They're doing whatever they want. That's a lifestyle business. And they're doing it because they're good at communicating their ideas through an organization and making themselves valuable to other people. They've got incredible amounts of freedom. You can really get that by focusing on building teams and organizations. Let's talk about three ways you can bootstrap yourself into this because it's hard to hire people, right? What are three ways you can bootstrap your way into it? Because you can't just drop 50 grand like it's hot right out the gate. So how can some of our listeners get involved in this idea if they're like, yeah, you're right. I should be building a team around my business. How can we do that? Number one, you can find a business part. Absolutely. I'm believing more and more, Ian, that people should start their businesses with a business partner. So where's the good place to find a business partner Starbucks Starbucks is not the best place to find a business partner you just have to get aggressively tenacious about finding somebody don't get caught up in a marriage of convenience like calling up your dad and saying hey do you want to start a business together or calling up your best friend or something I don't know the best way to do this this is a hustle it's going to be so valuable to you if you can find somebody that's your complement and find somebody that you feel like you can work with on a daily basis for the next three to five to ten years so it's somewhat strategic finding a business partner absolutely you got to put yourself out there having a blog can really help announcing on the blog going to Craigslist, going to meetups, meetup.com, networking with everybody, letting them know that you have a certain skill set and you're looking for a certain other skill set to get together. Don't have it just be like, I'm a generalist, I need a technical co-founder or whatever. Find somebody that has an emotional fit with you, someone that you want to be friends with, someone that you want to bounce ideas off of about what you're up to. It's an incredible third mind that's created from two people that are passionate, working together. Like I said a million times, I'd be a washed up blogger right now if it weren't for my relationship with Ian. We've able to keep each other focused keep each other banging away at this thing for many, many years now and keep it fun. And absolutely, get yourself in a relationship with a business partner. If I were sitting in my room right now trying to hustle after hours of work, I would have never felt confident to make the leaps that I have. I would have never stayed focused for as long as I've stayed focused. And so absolutely, I advocate finding a business partner. I think what you said right there about having the confidence to move forward with ideas is really critical in a partnership. And I think that's one of the biggest advantages of a partnership, having the confidence to move forward on ideas. And right there, that's something that can grow your business. The second thing you can do to bootstrap employees in your business is you can hire somebody in a developing country. Yeah, buddy, this is how we bootstrapped our organization. This is how we were able to get so many people on board executing on our vision so early on in the game. If you don't think there's super smart people in China, Vietnam, the Philippines that are just as smart as you, you're totally wrong. We've got people in all these countries that are very smart, that have played big roles in helping us grow our company. And this is, of course, one of the advantages of freeing yourself up from that job or getting a little bit of location independence in your business. Being able to go around the world, hang out with some people in Vietnam, great story of we started sourcing in Vietnam based on just a bulletin board posting some really smart expat somebody that has returned to Vietnam Tom's been on the program he did article marketing and SEO link building for us for a year and a half I hope to visit Tom this year he's a great friend now Tom he moved back from Germany back to Vietnam he was willing to bootstrap his career and say hey I'll work for some passionate entrepreneurs for a low salary because I'm living in a developing country somebody who grew up and was educated in Germany a polyglot someone who speaks four languages and 
we were paying him, I don't even know if I should say it on the program, but it wasn't a lot, but it was a great deal for both of us. And it was because we stretched what we thought was possible, went to a developing country and hired someone that was banging for our organization. Number three, run an internship. Ian, you've set up a few internships, both paid through the Tropical MBA and unpaid through our California offices. Can you talk about how somebody could run an internship? Obviously, for us, what has worked well is uh, the Tropical MBA first, but then secondly, we put up job postings or intern postings on university bulletin board. One of the best ways to get people to work for free is through universities, and that's something that we do every year, and that's how we got one of our last designers on board, is we hired him as an unpaid intern in the United States for three months, and we did that not because we're assholes, but because we really couldn't afford it. Once we got this guy on board, he was awesome, so then now we started figuring out ways to pay for him because essentially started paying for himself. And that's one of the beauties of having this corporation is that you get people involved, they start creating value, and then they start creating profits and you can pay them. So that's exactly what happened with this guy. But we did have him working for free in California, which is exceptional. And the reason why he was willing to do it is because he saw our vision. He saw what we were up to. He said, hey, this is a great opportunity for me. This is a great opportunity for these guys. I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of income while I get started. And yeah, now he's hitting us up for raises. So it's great. For all the haters out there that are against unpaid internships, here's the thing. It's not slave bondage here. You go to a person, you bring to them your vision, what you're trying to do with your company. This guy was great. We didn't know if we could afford it. This guy's got a master's degree in industrial design. We didn't know if we could afford that. So we say, look, we'll help you out with your college credits. We'll teach you how to bootstrap a business. We'll show you the inner workings of everything. Boom. He's excited about that. And we say, hey, there is an opportunity that if you can make this company money, we'll hire you. Well, not only did we hire him at an excellent entry-level salary, what, four or five months down the line, but we're going to help him get his green card to the United States. This is absolutely a phenomenal deal for everybody. And it started because, yeah, we both sacrificed a little up front, especially him, did an excellent job. This is a lesson for everybody, man. Like if you're sitting around demanding to be paid for everything, you're just not listening to the market. If people can't afford to pay for you, they can't afford to pay. And sometimes it's the best people who don't have the big money. They're not the established corporations. They're the people with a vision who are sacrificing to try to make it happen. And if you help them make it happen, sometimes, man, you can get paid in the end. Let's move on to the quick tips, tricks and or funny joke section. All right, and we got a lot more philosophies to share about hiring, but the main point I just want to put out there for everybody is everybody that's talking is talking about doing it on your own, working from home, starting a blog, maybe a little fake it till you make it. I just want to sprinkle in a little bit of the Lifestyle Business Podcast philosophy that starting a team, an organization in your vision that can help enable, lifestyle is a small way to put it, but what you want to make happen in the world, that can sometimes be a more powerful route to go. And for us, it's been tons of fun. It's been so inspirational. We get inspiration from our team and we try to give as much back to them as we can. It's just so cool. And it's really improved my lifestyle. And that's why I advocate it to anybody who's interested Of course, this isn't the only way to go. I think what I'm going to start doing is printing up signs and putting them in the medians at stoplights. I'm going to start one that says start a corporation, listen to the Lifestyle Business Podcast. So watch (laughs) out for that in San Diego. All right, Ian, what we're going to start to do in the quick tips, we're going to start to resell the most important quick tips because I left a quick tip a few months back and you didn't even listen to me. Now you finally listen to me and I know what you've been thinking the last 48 hours. Like, oh man, I'm going to start going back and listen to all Dan's quick tips now. Tell us about your story about how you didn't think I was the most brilliant person the planet and now that you do. Right. So Sean Ogle is working on a product. It's an HDR product. And you had told me also 
hey, you got to download Pro HDR for your iPhone. And I said, well, whatever. I don't need HDR on my iPhone. It's got a little built-in HDR on my new iPhone 4. This is what a lot of people say. Oh, the iPhone 4 has built-in HDR, whatever. Dan's so stupid with his quick tips. Right, right. So that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. But the problem is that the HDR isn't that great on the iPhone. So you download Pro HDR. What it does is it takes two pictures. It takes an overexposed picture and an underexposed picture. I don't know how many of you look at real estate, but almost every single real estate photo that's taken these days is taken out around five o'clock at night when the sky is like extremely blue and dark. And also they put all the lights on so that it's really, really deep, rich tones. And that's that kind of look that you get. Everything is brilliantly colored, high in saturation. HDR is really a cool way to make all your photos look phenomenal. Make you look like a pro photographer, like you know what you're doing in terms of exposure. I downloaded Pro HDR, it's $1.99. It turns all my photos into gold. And you'll see a lot of the photos that we post on the podcast are from Pro HDR. And one thing I'd just like to add is it makes take photos a lot more fun. Ever since I got the Pro HDR app, I'm always just running around looking for really cool things to take photos of. It's a small little joy to look at something that I've helped create that is beautiful, is really truly beautiful. And I'm totally a huge fan of Pro HDR. Just check it out. It's only two bucks and it's the best two bucks you can spend. Every single photo on this blog and on all our Outsource the Philippines blog and on the Tropical MBA blog, we have never used iStock photo. Never. Every single thing is an iPhone snap. And a lot of them now are HDR snap. But if stuff turns bad, we might start sending them to iStock. <laughs> I just want to re-pimp out Dropbox. I actually finally became a premium member of Dropbox. Dropbox.com. We use it with our team now. I'm a premium member, which means I get 50 gigs for $100 a year. Absolutely incredible. I back up all the podcasts on Dropbox. We share all of our video files, photo assets, all our media assets, and they're shared across our web team as well, which just means like every time we do something cool, we toss it up on Dropbox and everybody in the organization has access to all that stuff. Dropbox.com. I couldn't say enough about it. If you haven't signed up yet, go check it out. It's free. One final thing, Ian, for all my traveler travelers out there that are frustrated with flight search engines, there is a better flight search engine on the market now, started by the guys who start our favorite website in the world. Can you guess? Hitmonk in Reddit. Hitmonk.com was founded by one of the co-founders of Reddit, which is Ian and I's favorite time sump on the internet. Go to hitmonk.com. Check it out if you're looking for a flight. It's better than kayak.com, sidestep.com, stuff like that. I use Sidestep essentially for the last five years, and now I'm a hitmonk.com user. I bought my last two plane tickets on it. Absolutely baller. It's interface-oriented. The interface is a lot better. They've got some things to figure out, but it's totally cool. Yeah, and they've got this cool metric called Agony. In a nutshell, they provide you with more options easier. You know, the biggest pain point about these flight search engines is you're running like seven searches. I've got like seven tabs open at the top. Yeah. Seven different options. What's the best? Blah, blah, blah. Hitmonk just delivers you with a clean visualization of what your best options are. And we believe that your best option, dear listener, is to go make a cold call and to join us next week. Thanks as always for joining us on the podcast, the best 25 minutes of our week. Have a great week, everybody. Booyah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything.